What is St. Louis going to do to counterpunch in their first home game of this playoff series? What do the Wild need to do to counter? Plus, what have we learned from the first couple of games of each of the playoff series in the Stanley Cup playoffs? We talk about all that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we look at what the Wild need to do to make it two straight wins in this Stanley Cup opening round playoff series against the St. Louis Blues, what the Wild need to do to get home field advantage back, and what we have seen so far from the first two games of each of the playoff series going on in both the East and the West. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams through the highs, the lows, and the playoffs. And uh, now happy to be with you for Locked on Wild and happy to be with you for a Friday episode of the show, gearing up for Game 3 of this playoff series. Everything shifts now, so we will be in St. Louis for this game tonight, which means that the Blues, if we are going off of the patterns in this series, it means that the Blues' turn now comes to counterpunch what the Wild did in Game 2 to pick up the win. And so... Big questions as to what do the Wild do? What do they need to do in order to pick up a second consecutive game in this series? Before we dive into that, I wanted to start with a look at uh, what the Wild should do at the goalie spot because I think amongst many people, I was one of the uh, advocates for Cam Talbot to start the series. And now based off of what Marc-Andre Fleury has done, uh, especially in game two, I think you roll with him for a third straight start. And if we look back to what happened in the final two weeks of the regular season, we saw Marc-Andre Fleury get three straight starts and broke the every other game rotation that the Wild were using with their goaltenders. I had hypothesized at the time that it was being done to give Cam Talbot a breather, to get him ready uh, for the playoffs, to get him well-rested, when now it seems like that was done to get Marc-Andre Fleury back in rhythm of starting every day. Now, there are differences between obviously being an every-other-day starter and going back to being the primary starter. But I think the Wild did that now, it would appear, to get Flurry ready for going back to being the regular starter. And if they decide to make a change, I don't think you can really 
I, I don't think you can entertain one now. If Flurry struggles in Game Three, then I think that's probably when you go to Cam Talbot. I think that is the point where you bring in the fresh goalie uh, to uh, try to give a change of pace because then let's say you lose game three and you come back and find a way to win game four, then you have the opportunity where you just need two wins in the final three games and you have two of those at home. You have the opportunity to kind of mix and match. And so I think we roll with Flurry because he looked better in game two and the team did a better job of helping him out in game two to pick up the win. And um, let's make sure that we pinpoint that uh, he made a pretty critical save with the game at 4-2 because if that shot by the Blues goes in to make it 4-3, I think we have a completely different complexion of this game. So made some huge saves to uh, keep the Wild at 4-2 and uh, allow them the opportunity to push the lead back out and win the game. So I think we stick with Flurry. As far as the rest of the lineup, I don't know that there really is anything that needs to be changed. The one spot I think that bears keeping an eye on as this series unfolds is Matt Dumba in the lineup. It's, as we've talked about, it's pretty obvious that he's not 100%. And so if you're okay with him providing less on offense, but still providing on defense, as long as it doesn't get to where he is dipping below like 70 or 60% of his normal performance... I think you roll with him because I think he more I think more importantly he knows where his limitations are at at this point being a veteran player. And so I think that is going to have him play a little different style to where he's not going to try to do the things that he would normally do. And yes, you miss those. But at the same time, some of those shots that he takes, uh, the full slappers from the top of the zone, those shots then just those go to somebody else. So he's not necessarily taking the full velocity shots with like 40 to 50% of his normal power. Those shots are just getting deferred. And so he's not, at this point, the offensive defenseman. He is more of a defense-only guy. And so unless he becomes like an absolute liability out there, I think you continue to roll with him because his offense is being displaced to other players. So lineup changes, I really don't see any that are necessary. But at the same time, a mentality that we... I think need to really address going into game three is that while it may be that the Wilds stick with the same lineup, they can't just assume that they're going to be able to walk in to game three and win in the same type of manner that they did in game two. 
look at everything we've seen from these playoffs so far. And as we'll talk about near the end of the show, whole lot of adjustments in game two of these series, which sees us with a lot of series tied at 1-1. And you're seeing teams playing much better or playing different styles coming into game two. And so a lot of adjustments going on between both teams, which means that the Wilds are going to need to focus on the key aspects while not just assuming that this, if they replicate, is going to be um, the same type of win. Now, the elements that worked in Game 2, crashing the net, um, you know, capitalizing and being aggressive on special teams, that's stuff that needs to continue. But St. Louis is going to come out of the gate swinging here in Game 3. And so they're going to try to go back to what worked in Game 1. They're also going to try to get more um, special teams opportunities at home to try to get that crowd energized and to try to take the Wild out of it right away. And so this is going to be a game where if the Wild have that lull in the second period, if they are able to get out to a lead in the first period, in the second period, if they get out to a lead and they kind of tense up and they take their foot off the gas a little bit, it's going to be a different result than it was in game two because St. Louis will be at home. They will feel momentum coming back to them. And so the wild need to continue to push and they're going to, you know, this is going to be a tough game, but I think a lot of what we saw in game two gives me hope that uh, the wild are up for the task in uh, game three of this series. So a little bit of an overview as to uh, what to expect. We'll break down some of the uh, the key elements, including the Blues being banged up on the back end of their decor and how the Wilds can potentially exploit that. More of our game three preview coming up here on Locked on Wilds. The month of May is here, which means you're probably going to start to be more active outside and with being on the go in the busy summer months as well, you're going to need a go-to snack that can help keep you energized all day long. Built Bar is here to be that go-to snack for you. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, which means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Built Bars, on average, contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Your standard candy bar has right around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So if you want to find your go-to snack right here, right now, head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. For your second listen of the day today, make sure you check out 
Locked On Sports Minnesota for the Ron Johnson Show to get the full lowdown from one of the state's biggest sports personalities with great guests and great opinions as well. Locked On Sports Minnesota is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Continuing to dive into the nitty-gritty for Game 3 between the Wild and the Blues, and one of the big things that stands out coming into this game is the status of the decor for the Blues. Dealing with injuries to Nick Letty, also to Marco Scandella. Uh, The Blues lost Robert Bertuzzo during the game as well. And so you'd assume that some of those guys... Um, would be able to uh, to be back. Uh, for Bertuzzo, um, you'll remember he ended up blocking a shot and it hit him basically in the ear, like the, uh, the spot on the helmet uh, for his ear. And so uh, Craig Berube on Bertuzzo saying that uh, there really is no in- update on his status and that he's out with an upper body injury. Uh, it sounds like Letty or Scandella may be a little bit closer, but the interesting thing to uh, keep an eye on is that the Blues are making an uh, emergency call-up for Game 3 to try to give them uh, some depth at the uh, the decor. And so that leads you to believe that at least one of those guys is not going to play, which I think gives... The Wilds, um, and I think that it has to give them some hope that they can continue to attack this uh, this defense and use that as a weak point while trying to contend with uh, these three lines that the Blues are going to roll at the Wild. We talked about a little bit um, in yesterday's recap in that the Blues, with being at home, are going to have the opportunity to set their line matchups the way they see fit, which means that the grief line is going to see that top line, uh, the Thomas line, you're going to see them much less frequently unless it's during changes that happen on the ice. So for face-offs and such, the Blues will be able to make adjustments there, which means that those other lines are going to have to step up defensively and uh, do a little more than they normally would be asked to do to try to slow those guys down. That is where the likes of the fourth line, Jost, Duhame, and Delorier come in. Those guys are going to need to uh, to bring it in this game as well because I have a feeling that that matchup is going to be picked quite a bit. So if those guys can step up and uh, can do a good job of just keeping pace even with the lines that they're matched up with. That goes a huge way for this wild team. Uh, The other thing is you look at, you know, the complexion of this series from an injury perspective, the wilds are probably as healthy as they've been with the exception of Matt Dumba since well into the season. And, Grief line, as we saw them dominate uh, in game two, 
it felt like that line needed a little bit of time in game one to get comfortable, especially Marcus Foligno. And once that line did, we we saw the effects in game two. They just they dominated, they scored, and uh, they really helped turn momentum and uh, grab momentum for the Wild to uh, to help them win that game. So health wise, Wild have the edge there. Um, this is going to be interesting to see how Ville Huso bounces back after a rough performance in game two. Yes, he will be at home, but he doesn't have the experience that Marc-Andre Fleury does in the postseason to be able to shake off a bad performance and not have it sitting in the back of your head to where when you cough up a rebound, wondering if the Wild are going to be able to get it past you for a goal. So if he continues to struggle, if he struggles in game three, then that becomes a spot in which the Wilds kind of have the edge as well because, you know, Flurry's been there. Flurry has been in just as many postseason experiences as you could possibly imagine. And so he knows what needs to happen not only during games, but between games. And so that is an area that I think the Wild can exploit as well if they can get opportunities on Huso like they did in Game 2 and like they did in Game 1, even though they didn't necessarily find the back of the net. If they can continue to pepper away, and especially early, take the crowd out of it, and uh, more importantly... Avoid that lull in the second period, then uh, the Wild have a great chance to uh, to win this game. The penalties are still a concern because we're seeing too many, especially in the retaliatory area, especially after the Wild get you know get a penalty called against the Blues. There have been too many instances in which the Wilds take a penalty that nullifies it, that offsets it. Can't have that. The Wild are going to need some of those opportunities, and they need to try to play a more clean game um, in terms of just taking penalties overall. Penalty kill was much better, but if you limit those opportunities, then that is a spot where the Wild, again, can exploit in five on five because they're they're better in that area. So a lot to take into consideration for game three. And it's all about seeing what St. Louis does to react and adjusting to that and doing so on the fly. And so uh, should be a great one here tonight and uh, should be fascinating to see if the Wilds can take home field advantage back after the Blues won game one of the series in XL Energy Center. If we look around the NHL, though, uh, it's very interesting in that we see pretty much all of the series, with the exception of a couple, tied at 1-1. So home ice is still something that uh, 
a lot of road teams are taking advantage of. And so we'll discuss that to finish today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball's season, the Stanley Cup playoffs, and of course, this weekend's run to the roses with the Kentucky Derby back in full swing. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all of that and so much more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And uh, just looking at what we've seen in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs so far, a lot of series that are tied at 1-1, which kind of got me thinking. Yes, you as the higher seed want to take advantage of home ice, but is it something that really makes that much of a difference early in the series, or is it something that is nice to have for later? And looking at what we've seen, we saw the Pittsburgh Penguins steal the first game of the series at Madison Square Garden, that uh, triple overtime thriller. The Rangers bouncing back to take the second game at home. Washington Capitals edging the Florida Panthers on the road in game one. The Panthers respond to take game two. The Calgary Flames winning game one of their series at home. The Dallas Stars responding to take game two to tie that up at 1-1. The other matchups, of course, Wild Blues. The Tampa Bay Lightning picking up a win over the Toronto Maple Leafs to tie that series up at 1-1. Tampa Bay on the road. The Edmonton Oilers lost home field in game one. They bounced back to beat the Kings in Game 2 to tie that series up at 1-1. The only two series that are 2-0 at the moment are Bruins-Hurricanes, and the Hurricanes have dominated both games of that series. And then, the one that I ended up watching all the way through, Avalanche-Predators, Colorado getting the OT win, dominating play, and really the only thing that kept uh, the Predators in that game was Connor Ingram absolutely standing on his head, uh, which was really fun to watch, and it's a shame that he had to be saddled with the loss in that game. But the point being is that it seems like home ice advantage is something that means more at the end of the series than it does at the beginning because let's say you lose one of those first two home games. All you have to do then is win one on the road when the series flips, and then you're right back to it. So if the Wild win one of these two games uh, in St. Louis, then we head back to the X at 2-2. 
and the Wild then have to win two out of three with two games at home. So I, you know, in in looking at this series when it started, and I think a lot of it was due to the Blues' success against the Wild recently. In looking at it as the series started, you kind of go in and you're like, boy, really feels like the Wild need to win these first two games um, in order to really feel good about where things are at in the series. I think the thought process is, as the home team, you just got to get to those final three games with home ice advantage. Give yourself home ice in that final three games and um, you set yourself up in a good spot to uh, to win that series. Now, obviously, you want to win it earlier than that, but it's pretty obvious that this Wild Blue series is going to be going to go down to the wire. So, for the Wilds, either in Game 3 or in Game 4, if they can punch, counterpunch, as has happened in this series so far, then you basically have to win two games back-to-back to kind of get back on track in this series. And if you win game four and then you win game five, then uh, things start to really amp up for the Blues in terms of pressure. And so I think, and this is maybe more so for me in just my mentality, I think if the Wilds get this to 2-2 heading into game five with games five, six, and seven, with two of those being at the X, I think you've got to feel good about it, um, the potential of closing out that series. So interesting to just see how many road teams have taken advantage in those first two games, and the Predators nearly did, although in watching that game, I really the only way that they were still in it was Ingram just playing out of his mind. So throw that series out, throw Bruins Hurricanes out because the Hurricanes have dominated those games. But all about the adjustments that are made from game to game. And just that's that's just the way the playoffs work is is riding the momentum, handling the upswings and the downswings and uh, just adjusting and moving on to the next game. And so going to be fascinating to see what happens in this chess match for game three. I feel good about the Wilds' chances to come away with a win in game three because I think we have moved past the mental block at least a little bit with the Blues in that now the Wild actually have a win against them that they can uh, can build off of, but it's not going to be easy. And if the Wild think that they can just go in and play the same way they did in Game 2 and come out with a win, that's not what's going to happen. It's about reacting to St. Louis's adjustments, handling the early energy that the Blues will have uh, playing in front of their home crowd, and coming away with um, coming away with goals when the opportunity presents itself. So 
going to be a fun one tonight, and uh, looking forward to seeing how things turn out between these two teams. But as for that, that will wrap up today's episode of Locked on Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Locked on NHL podcast for a full recap of all of the playoff action from last night and a preview for everything going on throughout the weekend. Locked on NHL is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like Locked on Wild, we're available wherever you listen, free of charge. So make sure you subscribe and follow us on your favorite podcast platforms, as well as YouTube and all of your favorite social media platforms as well, so that you can stay up to date on everything going on throughout this series and the rest of the Stanley Cup playoff push for your favorite Minnesota hockey team, the Minnesota Wild. We're keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as parts of the Locked On Podcast Network.